for joining us for another lesson taught by Dr. Jeffrey Harris, Senior Pastor of Antioch Fellowship Church in Florence, South Carolina. We are reaching the lost, making disciples and enjoying life. We pray that this lesson is a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Now, here is the message. Why don't you turn your Bibles with me, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 16. Now, what we're going to do today, we've been talking about having a kingdom mindset to fulfill a kingdom vision. Uh, Melissa Jeff and uh, Elder Hawkins did a wonderful job. They stayed right in line with what we taught. It was good. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. It, it was good. So what we want to do today, we're going to go to the second part of this series, talking about fulfilling the kingdom vision. Now, I'm going to entitle this today is living outside of oneself. Living outside of oneself. That's what vision does. When you hook into a vision, it calls you to live outside of yourself. In other words, it calls you to live beyond what you really want to do in life. Amen, somebody. Because God given all of us a gift and a talent, not just for us, but so that we can promote the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 16. When you're there, say I'm there. Look at verse 9. Acts 16 and 9. Let me get there. Amen. Praise God. Y'all blessed today? Amen. Amen. Even in the midst of the pandemic, you're still blessed. Uh, I don't know no other way to be. But bless. Amen. Amen. Look at verse number nine, Acts chapter 16. And we're talking about fulfilling the kingdom vision. We looked at the mindset. Now, all of us, we, we saw that Jesus, uh, the Bible said we must have the mindset of Jesus. Amen. He was not uh, selfish. Right. He didn't only think about himself, but he thought about us. Amen. So the same way with us, we got to do the same thing Jesus done. Jesus is our what? Example. Now look at verse number nine. And a vision. Underline the word vision. I want you to underline the word vision now because uh, I don't want you to lose focus on the vision. Now I'm talking about the vision of Antioch Fellowship Church, but... The principles can be applied in your own personal lives, okay? Because everybody should have a vision. You should have a goal. You should have, you should be aiming for something in life. Amen. Now it's a vision, a vision. A vision. Somebody say a vision. A vision, a vision appear to Paul in the night. Now a vision is to see, watch this, from where you are to where you want to go. It's, I see in the present where I want to be in the future. I'm not there. Come on, I'm not there, but I can see there. Are you listening to me? Vision. Somebody said vision. Now watch this, because I want you to see this. A vision appeared to who? 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 So I understand this. Now, you got to make a note of this because if you don't, you can get off track when it comes to vision, especially when you're dealing with the local church. 
A vision appeared to Paul. Not you all, but Paul. You see, God give one vision to a man or a woman of God for the congregation or for that local assembly. Watch this now. Because the vision God gave us may not be the vision God gave Pastor Steve down at Family Worship. Or gave Bishop Blue in Marion. Or gave, come on, or whoever in Dollarton. Or gave, see, uh, gave Dr. Monroe down at Florence Baptist uh, Temple. You see. So now watch this now. I want you to see this. But vision is not given to more than one person. Because anytime you have two visions, you got division. That's why in a home, the man must seek God for vision for that family. Because if he don't, then guess what? That woman going to take that vision and run with it. Are you hearing me? So now, what messes people up is they think that because they got gifts and talents, that they're supposed to move the vision. See, we are, all of us are vision carriers. We carry the vision. Are you listening to me? Write the vision on tablet, make it plain. They that read it may run with it. That's why a lot of people don't want to be a part of a vision. They want to be a part of a church. See, I'll mess you up now. They want to be attendants. See, they just want to come to church, but don't want to be hooked into the vision. Because when you're hooked into a vision, it moves you outside of yourself. My God in heaven. It moves you to a place that now you ain't only thinking about you, but you're thinking about others. Philippians 2, you remember we read that, have the mindset of Jesus, had that mindset? Listen to me now. So when Paul saw the vision, this the next statement said this. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. So I understand this. Any vision must be about helping people. So you got to live outside of yourself. It's all about helping people. The vision that Paul saw Somebody was asking Paul to come over and help them so we understand the people in Macedonia needed some help. Whether it's spiritual, natural, mental, they needed help. So that's part of vision is to help people. Are you listening to me? You don't have to come to, to, to ask me, do you supposed to help people? That's part of the vision. Amen. Then it goes on to say, the third thing, the first thing is God give vision to a man or a woman. He don't give vision to a committee of people. See, because anything with more than one head is considered as a freak. Are you listening to me? And being a head is not so that you can dominate. Being a head is that you can have the responsibility. See, leadership is not only, catch me, leadership is not only having authority, but also taking responsibility. <laughs> Praise God. 
So not that I'm just a head because I'm in charge. No, but do you have the responsibility? That's a little different, isn't it? Now, after, watch this verse 10. Now, the third thing I want you to see, the fourth thing I meant, third thing. Now, after, verse 10, now, after he, talking about Paul, have seen the vision immediately. Now, watch this now. Underline we. See, now it shift from he, Paul, now to we. It shift from seeing the vision now to us carrying out the vision. See, one man can't carry out a vision. That's why he went from he to we. Oh. We all, see, we. The Bible said we, that means it was more than Apostle Paul, right? We sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us. You are called too. But tradition will have you think that this is the only calling a pastor, prophet, evangelist, uh, teacher, and apostle. That's why everybody want a title. That's why everybody want a title, but the disciple had no title. Jesus did not give them a title. Jesus gave them a commission, come on somebody, and gave them responsibility to carry it out. Because while, you, while you're working, worrying about title, you should be doing the work of the title. Amen. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking about the Bible now. Fulfilling the vision. See, what we have done, we start living within ourselves and not outside of ourselves. The pandemic, what the pandemic blinded most people, Christian folks. It caused you to focus strictly on yourself. That's why you start reaching out to people. Amen. People are in worse shape than they was before the pandemic. Mentally and physically, a lot of people. Listen, if you need Jesus before the pandemic, you need Jesus in the pandemic, and you're going to need Jesus after the pandemic. That don't change. It was lost people before the pandemic that lost people during the pandemic that lost people after the pandemic. Amen. Vision. Now we concluded that the Lord had called us. Somebody said, I'm called too. I dare you to say, say, I'm called too. Amen. Tradition, now there are good traditions, but I'm talking about religious tradition. Religion will make you mess you up. Well, when you gonna answer the call? You answer the call when you were born again. That's when you answer the call. Y'all don't like that because see, I know, see, see, it's hard. What I found out, that's why the Bible talks about the saving of the soul. The Bible not talking about your spirit. Talking about the word, the word soul comes from the word suke, comes from the English word psyche. Talking about your mind, that your mind, our minds got to be saved. Amen. Cause our thinking have been tainted. 
Amen. And sometimes it's hard to change something that you thought was truth. When truth is, is embraced, change must take place. But I got an embrace truth. Remember, Pastor Gwen told me something, and I think unique. Well, I used to always, I had a habit of doing it. If I put my phone down and I forgot where I put it, I said, Who moved my phone? <laughs> no, no, y'all, y'all ain't gonna do this. I thought I was right till she brought truth to me. She said, Baby, she said, You always saying, who moved your phone? Ain't nobody moved your phone. You put it somewhere. No, I know I put it there. But I won't understand that I was saying, first I was saying, I was accusing before I knew it. Come on now, y'all don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you accuse people before you even know what's going on. I, I, said, I, said, Wait, I said, who moved my phone instead of saying, where my phone? And I said, and so Pastor Gwen tried to tell me, at first I'm bucking against truth. Y'all don't know how y'all know how y'all buck. You know how we buck against truth, right? Come on now. You know, cause you really don't want to be wrong. You know, cause once you're wrong, you gotta admit I was wrong. But I'm gonna tell you, deliverance only comes when I'm honest with myself. <laughs> I'm honest with me, then change take place. And, and Pastor Gwen said, "No, you, you, you do." I, I said, "No, I said I ain't. I ain't always doing it." <laughs> She said, yeah, you do. I said, I ain't always doing it. And the pastor Gwen ain't going to back down. I'm going to tell you that right now. She ain't backing down. You might have gone on and just say, okay, you right. See, she ain't just going to agree with me because she, no, 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 no. You wrong, Joker. You wrong. I love you the same, though. I love you so much to tell you when you're wrong. Woo, hallelujah. I like that thing right there. And then, you know, she said, isn't that right, you nickel? Then she, no, she don't agree with grandma anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, she right, granddaddy. <laughs> now two again, one. I'm like, I need some help. Quay, where you at, bruh? I need some help. But she telling the truth. So I'm telling you, when truth presents itself to you, and you, you got to agree with truth, I said, God, man, I bet. I need to change. Amen. So when it comes to calling, you got to understand I'm called. Matter of fact, God told Jeremiah. Now, see, now we're going back to the word. God told Jeremiah, I knew you. And I called, ordained you. Before you enter into your mother's womb. Now I'm quoting that, you know, where, where I can go there now, you know, I know where it is. For time's sake. So you are called to preach the gospel to whoever needed. You're called. I'm telling you that today. Change religious thinking. You are called to. Amen. Amen. Cause he said here in verse 10, now after he, Paul, has seen the vision, immediately we, we coming into agreement, unity, sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called not just Paul. Paul ain't the only one called. 
us to do what? To do what? To preach the gospel to them. The gospel is the good news. <coughs> Excuse me. It's the good news. What is the good news to a person who lost? You could be found. You could be saved. What is the good news to a person who in poverty? You can prosper. See, a person that's already born again, I don't need to keep preaching Jesus born again to him. I need to preach now. Listen, man, you can have peace, protection, and prosperity because you know the person of Jesus. Are you listening to me? I don't need to keep preaching salvation every Sunday to you. Either you're born again or you're not. Amen. I want to tell us we have a responsibility. God has given us responsibility is to preach the gospel to them. Are you listening to me? Somebody say, I'm called. Okay, now go with me your Bible to Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs 28. We're talking about living outside of yourself. That's what vision does. It helps you live outside of yourself. All your time, talent, treasure is not put on you. 28 and 18, I think. That's 29. That's 28, right? 29. Are you there? Now watch this because this is good today. Vision fulfillment includes everybody. Everybody has a part to play. It's like a puzzle. You can't fit where I fit. I can't fit where Dick and Jane fit. Dick and Jane can't fit where Mr. Security fit. Mr. Security can't fit where Dick and Gilbert fit. See, everybody has a part to play in vision. Now, church is different, see? Are you listening to me? See, vision must go on even without the visionary. Because now the vision that the visionary have, visionary have is important to the vision carriers. See, the vision must go on. See, and that's the thing why most, a lot of churches that crumble is because they didn't impart vision to the people. They built ministry on personality. They built ministry on one man. You can't build ministry on one man. That's over with. It has to be built around vision. So that means you have the vision. Mr. Scott got the vision. So even if I'm not in the pulpit, the vision still goes on. Why? Because we got the same vision. See, whenever you start saying, I'm not going to listen to Mr. Scott, but I'm going to wait the pastor come, you're not part of the vision. You're part of the church. Because he's going to preach the same word I preach. Amen. See, you, when you start, see, that's what happens in traditional things. Is everybody is looking at a man. So when that man is not there, you are not there. I thought your eyes supposed to be on Jesus. I thought your eyes supposed to be on the word. I thought your eyes supposed to be on vision. The pastor's going to be there. What that got to do with you? 
You're part of the vision. You're a vision carrier. Amen. So it's different between church and kingdom. That's, I'm through preaching church. No more church. No more church. Everything is about the kingdom now. We come to this assembly, to the church building, but it's about the kingdom of God. We just can't act like this on Sunday. There's got to be a lifestyle. Vision, 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 vision. I watch people tune in when uh, Elder Hawkins teach. I watch people tune in when Mr. Jeff teach. I watch people who tune in who don't tune in. Then I watch them when I teach, they tune in. <laughs> watch this now. Verse number 18. Were there no vision? Now that word mean revelation. Or revealing. Uncovering. Were there no vision or revelation? The people cast off restraint. The, the original King James said the people perish, but it means people cast off restraint. In other words, that means people run wild. Watch people who are in church and not hooked in vision. See, ain't they running wild? See, vision keep you focused. Vision calls you to live outside of yourself. True vision from God, I'm saying. Why? Remember? A man of Macedonia stood and said, come over and help us. We concluded that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So we understand people need help. People need to hear the good news. Amen, somebody. But when you focus on church and not vision, then you live within yourself and not outside of yourself. Are you listening to me? You become selfish, not selfless, selfish. If it's not about me, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Vision is about us. We sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that Lord had called us. Are you hearing me? Now, there's four things I need for you to just remember these four things that it's going to take uh, when you're talking about vision. Number one, you got to have clear directions. Clear direction. And you can put the vision, you got it on the screen? Uh, you can put it up there now. Thank you. You got to have somebody some clear direction. Clear direction. I asked somebody um, what was the vision. I was talking to a, a, a minister asking what was the vision. He couldn't tell me. I said, I know your people. Now your people are definitely running wild. They doing church. But it's not doing vision. See, it has, it has to be something that calls you to live outside of yourself. See, it must be, watch this, look at me. It must be a spiritual side and a natural side. See, vision cannot be all in natural. If our vision was just to get the chair, after we got the chair, we perish. We won't wild. We have no more vision. It has to be something that you cannot exhaust. It's got to be spiritual.
Are you listening to me? Spiritual and natural. It goes together. Vision. Now, number one, clear direction. Number two, you must have an uncompromising commitment to the vision. Number three, you, we must have consistent financial support. I don't care who you are, what kind of business you have, what kind of vision you have. If you don't have consistent financial support, you will not fulfill the vision. Don't let people play game with you. Don't let money, money, money. No, without it, I'm guarantee you. Listen to me. I prophesy you won't finish. Somebody got a habit that must be to carry out vision. Amen, somebody. Any business that does not have consistent financial support will shut down. Stop going to Walmart. Stop going to Dollar General. Stop going to Hardy. Stop going to any place and sit on this shut down. That's why a lot of businesses shut down during the pandemic. Not because the people won't come in, but because they didn't have financial support. <laughs> and the people brought the finances. Good and services. Are you listening to me? So it is with the vision of the local church. The vision and the kingdom. It's the same thing. Are you listening to me? Now, look, look with me. Yep. Uh, now, now let me, that's number three, right? Number four is I must have a consciousness that help is always available. I must be always conscious wherever I am. It does not matter how hard things get. Help is always available for me. Are you listening to me? In other words, the Holy Spirit is always there to help me. You got to understand it with vision. Cole, you don't, you'll quit. Cole, you'll thank you by yourself. Number five, it must be equal commitment, equal sacrifice. In the vision, those things we must have. Now, uh, you got it on the book? Okay, FC Vision. I'll read it from here because I got, I got it on my phone. Reaching the lost, right? Making disciples and what? What we do? We reach the lost. We make disciples and we enjoy life. Now, it's up to you and I to reach out to people who are lost. Now, watch this. If you're lost, you can't find your way. If you're lost, you can't find your way. We are the light of the world, Jesus said, right? So we direct people to Jesus. Those in darkness can't find that. Oh, my God. Those in darkness must have a light to guide them to Jesus. <clears throat> are you listening to me? Now, hear me good. Jesus said that we are the light of the world now, right? We are the salt of the earth. So let our light shine that we may, that men may see good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. So guess what? They are looking for the light. Come on. Because if you're lost, you can't find your way. Now he didn't say, uh, we're reaching the folk, folk who know the way, but they just don't want to find a way. No, you got to be lost. Are you listening to me? You don't know your way if you're lost. 
You trying to get to a place in Columbia, you get up there and you get lost. You don't know your way to the place. So you need somebody to do what? Guide you. Amen. Then also making disciples. We do that. That's what I'm doing today. I'm teaching a message to disciple us. That means a disciple is a learner or a follower of Jesus. It's a disciplined one. We do that through our small groups. Amen. What we're doing, we're trying to strengthen people through our small groups. Stay connected. And the last part, enjoying life. The Bible said that Jesus give us, God give us richly all things to enjoy. Let me tell you something. You got to enjoy this journey. I'm telling I'm enjoying this journey. I'm not worrying about what you got. Really, I don't care. I'm not worrying about what you got. That's not my concern. I'm focused on what God called me to do, and I'm enjoying it while I'm doing it. Come on, somebody. You got to enjoy this life. So many Christians burned down because they don't drive this. They don't have this. They don't come on. Now, sometimes you start complaining, God probably can get it to you. I said it again. Sometimes we start complaining, God might can get it to us. Sometimes your complaining is clogging up the, the flow, the pipe, or blessing. Yeah, ungrateful. We're ungrateful. We're some ungrateful people. Amen. We throw away more stuff than the people in third world country eat. <laughs> Praise God. Make disciples. And we do it. This is the application. This is the application is to embrace the love of Jesus. In other words, you got to know that God loved me just like he do Jesus. You got to get that revelation. See, if you come feeling all down and downtrodden and beat up, I'm so unworthy. All of us were unworthy until he made us worthy. Through the blood made us worthy. Come on now. I don't deserve it. Yes, I do. Because Jesus made a way for me. So, so we got to know that. Then we got to show the love of Jesus. We got to demonstrate that love. Come on, one thing to say you love me, but another thing to show that you love me. We got to demonstrate the love. That's what people are looking for. That's this whole thing going on now. People are looking for somebody to love them. Unconditionally. Not love them based on their skin color, based on their financial status, but love them like Jesus loved them. Then we want to share that love. Amen. We want to minister a, a, a word of grace to people. Not condemnation, but grace. Are you listening to me? And 1 Corinthians chapter 13, talk about that. You can read it on your own time. This is the theme that we use for this year. We're not a church on the move. You know, we're everybody, somebody. Our theme this year is a church where everyone is loved. Come and see. Everyone is loved. I say everyone. They're not loved based on how you think you ought to love them. They love based on what Jesus said. Amen. They love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. Doesn't matter. White, black, green, or blue. Come on. Straight, gay, whatever. 
You got to love the person. God don't love what they do. Just like God don't love your actions. But he love you. Come on. We got to love people right where they're at. And if you put people to know you love them, they'll listen to you. That's how you're going to get Christ to people. You're going to get Christ to people by them knowing that you love them. Amen. Now, love also corrects. Now, you don't love me. If you tell me something wrong, and I know, now I, 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 I know I got stuff all over, you know, my hair, you know, got lint everywhere. And then you let me come on camera like that. There ain't no love. You tell me the truth. Pastor, the lint, yeah, get, get the lint out. Are you listening to me? So that's, that's the vision in a nutshell. So now you read it. I made it plain. Now you need to. You need to run with it. If you're not running with it, you're just a part of church. You're not hooked to the vision. I said again, if you're not running with it, I'm talking to people on Facebook too. Somebody tell them, come on in. Tell them, come on in. You see, if you're not running with it, then you're part of a church. But it's plain. Now we got to what? Run with it. Now, before I close, I got a little time left. I need to give you these. Uh, vision. Somebody shout vision. vision. Every God-given vision will require provision. Somebody say provision. Now, when I'm talking about vision, I tell you I'm talking about a goal, aim. You can take this and apply it in your personal life. Sometimes God, something God wants to accomplish in the earth he want to accomplish these things in the earth, but it takes our participation. God needs us as willing vessels so he can use us to bring the past, his agenda, come on somebody, his will in the earth. First thing we need is faith in the God of provision. Every vision needs provision. We need faith in the God of provision. I said faith in the God of provision. Amen. Somebody said God will provide. God will provide. See, most of us are not looking for God to provide. We're looking for the government to provide. Come on. Amen. But in this last day, you and I will be tested to see, do you believe God or do you just talk? <laughs> Are you going to whimper and cry like the world? Or are you going to stand up to declare that God is my Jehovah Jireh? God is my provider. I have, come on somebody, what are you going to declare out of your mouth? Turn to Mark chapter 20 right quick. Mark chapter 20, get there. Number one, we must have, because I got to close right here. We must have uh, faith in the God of provision. 
We always said God is our source. Do we actually believe that? Do we believe it? Because I found out something uh, with God. See, when people tell me it takes X, Y, Z to do what they're doing, I always study that out, but I back up and see where the God factor. See, where it take 200 to do survey with the God factor, I can do it with 25. See, you can't, you can never, see, you can't, you always got to factor God in everything you do. Because watch this, 25, we'll say 200, 200 people has a limit. They can only do what their education produce, come on somebody, or what their physical strength produce, come on, or what their mind produce. That's the only thing they can produce, but God has no limit. Therefore, I always factor God in everything I do. Then I come back and add the numbers. Now, I'm telling you, I'm not telling you to do that. You got to believe this. See, I believe what I'm saying. You can't say I'm doing it just because pastor do it. You may not believe like I believe. According to your faith. Then you can use the principle. But according to your faith, let it be done to you. Look, look go me to Mark right quick. I got, I got to get out of here now. I got to go. Because I want you to get a hold of this. Number one, the faith in the God of provision. Faith in God, the God of provision. Somebody say faith, faith. in the God of provision. Mark chapter, what I say? Uh, Mark chapter 11. Look at verse 20. It says this uh, 11 and 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the root. And Peter, remember, said to them, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you had cursed had withered away. So Jesus also said unto them, have, oh my God, have faith. The word faith means a strong belief. Have faith, watch this, in, in, God. See, that's the key. Jesus identified where to put your faith. He didn't tell you have faith in the bottom line of your checkbook. Now watch this. You always count the cost. Remember what I'm saying. You count the cost before you do anything. But you factor God in. Have faith in God. So now, the first part of fulfilling the kingdom vision is we must have faith in the God of provision. Because we say he's Jehovah Jireh. He's our what? Pro, uh, the sufficient one or the supplier. So God will supply Philippians chapter 4 Come on. Verse 19, I think. My God shall supply 
the supplier, come on, are you listening to me? All your needs according to not the economy, not who the president, not who in the Senate, not who in that Congress, but come on. His riches, his riches has no cap. His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Are you listening to me? So with vision, as, as me being a vision, visionary, where I'm going, where God is taking the vision, our ministry, I have to know that God is the supplier. I have to know, come on, because, see, people change. God remains the same. Are you listening to me? So my faith cannot be in you. Come on now. I trust you with the God that's in you. I trust the God that's in you. You understand me? And, and your consistency of character and integrity. That's all I can trust. But I cannot have faith in you like I have in God because you something to change today. Especially if you're not, you, you, you very emotional person. A lot of Christians are very touchy. They can't stand open rebuke. They're embarrassed. They'll walk out on you. So I can't trust that. That's why as a pastor, I have to deal with people different. Some things I can't tell certain individuals. I can't say to certain individuals because they'll, you know, they'll be mad. So I had to kind of, you know, touch him a little bit, you know. I had to put it to a way. And that's just wisdom. That's all it is. Because you don't want to provoke people to anger, right? But at the same time, you can't trust or have faith in people. You got to have faith in God. Then you trust the God in people. You know their character and consistency. But at the end of the day, you got to look to God. Amen. I don't know whether you're showing up or not. I got to show up because God told me to show up. So I don't know what you might say. You might say it raining too hard. I don't know. I know. Really, you know, you might say it raining too hard. You know, it's raining too hard. I'm sleeping out there. You know, the new COVID out there. I got a cold folk going to think I got a COVID, 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 COVID. You know, come on now. So I show up because, watch this, I have faith in God. The God said, I will supply. Whether I do it through you or through somebody, you don't even know. I have to supply. I promise you that and I cannot go back on my word. He will supply. It's like your job can shut down today, so your supplier is not really your job. Your supplier is not really your business. Your supplier is God. He will supply every one of our needs and give us our heart's desire. We're talking about the supplier. Amen.
Come on, put your hand together for Jesus. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I never like to end a broadcast without giving people the opportunity to know Jesus. In other words, to become a part of the kingdom. Nicodemus asked Jesus, what should a man do to be saved in the kingdom of God? Then he told him, you must be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. So we want to pray a prayer with you. If you pray this prayer and believe it in your heart, the Bible says you will be saved. Just say this with me. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. He died for my sins and he was buried and you raised him from the dead. Now, Lord Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. I'm born again. I'm saved by grace through faith in Jesus name. Amen. Ma'am or sir. If you said that prayer and you really believe it in your heart, why don't you inbox us, uh, call us, and we'll send you some information to help you with your Christian walk. Our phone number is 843-629-9710. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Your support, love, and prayers are essential to Antioch Fellowship Church as we continue to reach the lost, make disciples, and enjoy life, please visit us at www.antiochchurchonthemove.org.